What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we chatted with Nia Kay over Zoom video. Nia Kay has been immersed in music since she was in the womb. Her mom was singing all the way up until she gave birth to Nia. Her dad's a rapper. They both have been in the industry for a long time. Nia started playing music at an early age. She started out on violin, also played saxophone and piano and sang. And she realized that she could rap, like freestyle rap at a very early age as well. She put her first music video out at 10 years old, ended up on the TV show Rap Game. She was on season two and she made it all the way to second place at 14 years old. Prior to Rap Game and thereafter, she would post little 15 second freestyle clips. So she was essentially doing TikTok way, way before TikTok was around. And she started to gain this massive following on Facebook, which then translated over to Instagram. She's got like 8 million people that follow her on all the platforms. So we talk about that and how she has to manage that many people, that many fans, keep everybody interested. And we talk all about her new single. It's called Go Best Friend. And she's got a very powerful music video that goes with it. She has type 1 diabetes. And at the end of the video, it features a clip and an end card of Nia managing her type 1 diabetes using an insulin pen and just giving you a bunch of information about type 1 diabetes. Powerful music video. Go best friend. Check that out. And you can check out the interview with Nia K on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We would love it if you subscribe to our channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you gave us a five-star review. Follow us there. That would be absolutely amazing. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Nia Kay. Uh, my name's Adam, and this podcast is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk all about your new music video for Go Best Friend. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, I, doing research on you, I saw that you are originally from Chicago. Yes, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Born and raised in Chicago. What was it like growing up there? Living in Chicago, I feel like it's definitely built for the strong. The city definitely builds you up. And I feel like with being in the industry, Chicago is definitely one of the best places to come from because of the way our type of people are and how hard the industry is. Like they say, if you make it out of Chicago, like you one of the greats to make it out. Okay. A lot of a lot of people trying to get out and, and break out of Chicago when it comes yeah, to the music it's industry. Definitely rough. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was it? So we're, I did read also that you have a uh, big music going on in your family. A lot of uh, in, in, uh, influences there within your household, huh? Yeah. Um, my father, he was an artist. Um, he was in a group with my uncle. And then I had a lot of other artists that are um, pretty popular around. And they're around me since I was really young. My mom was pregnant with me all the way up until nine months she was performing. So really? I had a, yeah, I had a, wow. lot of, a lot of music around me, a lot of music influences. That's so cool. So your so dad was a musician and your mom was a musician? Or is yeah. a musician, I should say? Yeah. Wow. My um, mom sang and my dad rapped. Okay. And th that's what they were doing professionally? No, it was more just like, well, my mom, she was trying to do it professionally with two of her friends. And like they were, they had got 
um a gig with r kelly and like they were just local wow. but like not taking it for sure for sure but like they wanted to do it but my dad he was like really a rapper and my uncle really a rapper so yeah that's awesome that is awesome you read i also saw that you play a bunch of instruments as well don't you yeah i play the violin the saxophone the piano um, that's pretty much it. But I played the violin the longest. That's what I really um did like outside of school and the piano I did outside of school also. The saxophone I did in school though. Okay. When did you start playing violin? Was that your first instrument? Yeah, I was like eight. My first music video dropped when I was 10 and I was playing the violin in there. So I had started violin when I was young. Me and my best friend, we did it in school and out of school. And then um yeah. What drew you to what drew you to the violin? Just a uh, fan of how it sounded. Um, I feel like my mom had put me in so many different things where she was just really letting me figure out what I wanted to do. Like I did every type of dance, every type of active performance, singing, everything. So violin was just another one of those things. It wasn't like a, a thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a violinist. Like this is what I'm going to take fire. It was something I was just doing in school. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you also did saxophone in school? Yeah, I did saxophone in the um the what do you call it like the choir the like I played oh. it during like the um like you're in the band like the school yeah, band yeah the band yeah I was in the band with them but with the violin I was in the band too but I played the violin outside too because that's the one I took more serious like me and my best friend we but we still just did it as like a hobby we didn't want to be violinists per se sure were you guys writing songs in the violin together no or was it just we were practicing just writing, and I never. I never wrote a song to the violin. I had never done that. Oh, okay. I, never, I don't know why I didn't think about that. That would be kind of cool. I mean, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think about that back then. I was probably just too young and my brain hadn't expanded that far. Sure. You can, you should put it in one of your new songs. That'd be rad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when I think of violin, like there's a lot of, you know, you know, very classical music that had violins and then some of like there was a couple pop punk bands that added violin but there's this epmd song and it has a violin and it's called i think sympathy 2000 it's so the violin part is so cool it's like the pres it sets like the tone for the whole song and it just no. that, that's when i think when i think of EP, or when i, I think of the violin to it. yeah it's got like method man and lady luck in the song too it's like it's got this rad like quick violin part that's like kind of the main beat I can throughout already the whole song. imagine what you're saying probably it's so good you should look it up <laughs> I am, I am. um that's awesome so violin into saxophone piano and you shoot a music video at 10 years old so talk to me about that like you are like immersed in the industry right away yes um uh, one second i don't know if that's the plan in the background um I did my first video at 10 years old. It was my birthday and I had all my family and friends with me. Um, so we started at my birthday party and then we went to like a candy store. Then we did like an outside scene and a couple other things. But it was a lot going on in the video for me to be that young. Like I had a real setup and I was working with a very known um, videographer out the city at that time. And people were pretty shocked that I was able to get a video by him. But my dad, of course, had a lot of connects from already being in the industry but I, I wouldn't say I was scared or anything because this is something that I had asked my parents to do and that I, I was really eager to do so me and my friends we were more excited than anything to be on the camera and see how we was looking and stuff 
Sure, sure. Did you write the, in the song that you perform at 10? Is that one you wrote yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how long have you been writing music? That's incredible. I've been writing music since I was six. Wow. Yeah. Lyrics, everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you did go. You were on a television show for rap when you were 14, right? Yeah. I mean, that's in itself impressive. Not only that you put a song out and you're writing since six, but to put a video out at 10. And then after that video came out, like, what was it? What, how'd you get from there to being on, on a television show? Well, after the video, I feel like my dad took me more serious. And, like, it was starting to talk around the neighborhood, like, when I was so young. So after that, I just started to post freestyles. Um, my dad was really close with B. Simone. And now she's more on the comedy side. But when, when my dad had introduced me to her, she was doing 15-second freestyles. And he was like, it's this girl who's like, I want you to check out her page and look at it. And I went to it and I was like, yeah, I can do this. And then I started just looking up all the popular beats like around my city, people who were local, who I felt like I could get to like 30, 40,000 followers at the time. So I started off small. I got all the locals to repost me where I got my following up to about 100K. And then I started going for bigger artists and, and having like all my followers just spam the comments, like 2,000 comments tagging the artists and different artists would see it. And when the rap game came out, you had to sign up for it. But the first season, no one knew about it, of course. And I was super like sick about it. And I was just like, I'm actually just keep posting these freestyles, having my fans tag JD, things like that. And once they were doing it, JD just started reposting it. He was like, season two. And he tagged me. And then I was like, okay, like you still haven't hit me or nothing. Nobody knew about a season two. Like, this is new. I was the first one he ever posted, like just for a season. So then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep going hard. So then he posted me like two more times. So the third time I was like, okay, it got to be something because he he got everybody texting me, asking me, am I on the show? And I ain't heard nothing about the show. So <laughs> after, like shortly after that, they called and they were like, yeah, we used to come out for a week for three months and blah, 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 blah. And literally we did not get a notice to a couple days before like with the actual flight, the actual date, the location and everything. So everything was like scramble mode and crazy, but I really built, built myself up before the show were on the show. I feel like the show was more of a, um, like an eye opener because a lot of the phases we went through, I had already went through with my father. I already had been trained for a lot of the things. So mm-hmm. it really just opened me up to seeing like, it's a lot of other artists. Like you got to go hard more than what you're doing because it's so many people next to you fighting for that same thing. So that's really what it taught me. Wow. 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 Okay. So wait, we'll go back to this. This is a great strategy you had back way back then. So you didn't have a big following and you're what reaching out to artists that have, you know, 30, 40,000 followers and just saying like, Hey, check out my stuff. Or like you're commenting. No, I was remixing their songs. So like people in my city who you may not know them, but people in my city, they they were pretty like known, like not known, known, but like known. Right. I I was doing their songs, having them, reposted and I was literally just having doing everybody because I knew I couldn't get to the Cardi B's and all that yet. So right. I knew that already. So I was just tagging the people who I was trying to get songs with at that point. So I'm just like, let me just do that beat and see if they mess with it. And they was and everyone loved it. 
So you would use their was 15 seconds, huh? Oh, wow. So you just take their beat and then do your own freestyle over it? Yep. And it was only 15 seconds. Like I literally went back and looked at it. I'm literally doing like five lines. Literally. That's it. It was so short. But that's I what mean, people's attention people spans are now. I mean, you were like doing TikTok before it was a thing. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. And that just started to gain more and more eyes on you. It sounds like. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, Definitely uh, in the city for sure. Well, as your following goes up, imagine then. Yeah. So then you have people that are in the industry that are kind of like, oh, what, what's this? What's she doing? Like, what's going on over mm-hmm. here? So mm-hmm. and I feel like it's still similar to that now. Obviously, you got in very early and uh, and you continue to grow your fan base. I mean, your fan base is massive it's, you know, on, online and everything else. But it's like, I think that's what people are trying to do now. Like, they'll try yeah. to gain. And record labels are looking for that, right? They're going to come to you. If, if you already have a proven product, they're going to be more apt to jump in throw some money in and support yeah, I feel you. like everyone now is just freestyling trying to do videos and stuff and i had stepped back but i've actually been starting back like i've been like three within the last week like i've been starting back doing them but it just it just got me because it's like none of y'all was doing this like i was freestyling for so long from so young the videos not everywhere it was actually a guy he made a compilation of me and it was the first time i went viral viral and he put it on facebook and he was like who is this um i don't know how old i was like 12 13 or something he like who is this 12 year old rapping like this and he put like it was only 15 second video so it equaled up to a minute so it was like five videos or something mm-hmm. and he put it together he put the caption and literally it had over two million views and i and he dm'd me and i was like what the heck i was like how did this happen like what's going on like and i was so excited and after that i feel like i just was everything was just going viral like everything i was posting it was just going viral going viral like he that person who posted me really got my my face known on facebook like my facebook following is huge it, oh, it's like everything gigantic. i posted was going viral do you mm-hmm. still post on facebook Yep, I do. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, you have like six million followers on there, right? Over six. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane to think about how many people that is. Yes, I know. It's crazy. Wow! Wow! Okay, so that started. Was this pre-rap game at this time when this person found these videos and kind of made you made yeah, this viral? Yeah, pre-rap game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said twelve or so. Yeah, about 12 and 13. It was before the rap game. I just said 12 13 because I was 14 on the show. So it was right. a little bit. It had to be in between that 10 or 14 mark. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. When did you realize that you can do this? Just when you told your dad, like, hey, I can, this is something I know I can do? Well, when I, I started off with singing and I was just like, you know, I, w- I was doing songs and stuff. And my mom used to tell me I could sing. And then one day she told me to listen to myself. And I got really offended. And I said, like, this is terrible. Like, I sound terrible. Like, I have to rap. Mm-hmm. So when I started to um, rap, you know, my dad was more scared because he already knew how the industry was. So it really took me to keep writing, keep making music and keep showing this is what I wanted to do for, you know, him even and everyone else to believe in me and take me serious. So I felt like at, at six, I pretty much knew that I wanted to do something with music. But at 10, when I put that video out, it really like 
I'm like, oh my gosh, like every at 10, I was just like, I want to be famous. Like I want to be famous so bad. Like I want to be, I want to be Nikki. Like I want to be famous. And that's what I was saying back then. Like, but now I would never say that. Cause it's like, I, I, I of course I want to be known for my music, but the same, I mean, that, that just comes with it. Like, but young, that's what I was saying. I want to be famous. I want to be famous. And that's why I say, be careful what you wish for. Cause I really became known. Yeah, I was going to say, well, now you've achieved that, right? And yeah. <laughs> you achieved that at a very young age. I mean, having that That's viral success. That's what I want to become famous for at a young age. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, tell me about your time on the show. You, did you, you ended up winning it, right? No, I oh. came in on second. Okay. Close enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my season was totally, like, rigged, like, Everyone, everyone said that about my season. Like my season had a lot of twists that like no one knows about. And it, it just was plain and simple that we all knew. Like our season was definitely it was it was messed up. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah. to still make it to number two, what was that like? To, was it a lot of pressure on you or were you just so used to doing you know, the, what you were doing. It was, it was a lot of pressure because we had really small turnaround times and I was the only one on the show to never mess up, to never recite a verse. I mean, to never re-recite the same verse. Mm -hmm. And because um, every episode we met a new artist that we got to rap for and then we had to do performances. So we would only have like sometimes 24 hours, sometimes, you know, a little bit less or a little bit more. But for to be that young, everyone was around my age, so we were all super young. So a lot of people, some of the people on the show, they had already had experience like me, but some didn't. And it was still hard for them because I don't know. Oh, Bando. Sorry, my dog. <laughs> all good, all good. It it was it was hard for certain people more than me because I was all I was always doing freestyle. So my memorization skills were on point pretty much where everybody used to come to my dad like, how is she memorizing? Can you tell us what she do? They would ask me and stuff. And I would explain to them how I do it. But it just it just has to be in you. Like, so my experience was overall good, but I felt in a lot of situations it, I weren't all the way portrayed correctly it was mm. definitely an experience that's what i would say because okay. when i left the show i said i would never do another reality show like i was gonna say it is reality sh uh, reality yeah. show right so like, they're gonna it's, cut it's up it's and true, but like they would edit our verses so crazy like put the first line with the last line it's like what the hell you know that don't that don't rhyme like oh, wow so much stuff so that would screw around with what you did they wouldn't even just take if you were doing the performance piece they wouldn't even take that all the way through yeah, is, like yeah. chop it around after the show they had us like calling each other and stuff because they were putting words like they would ask us a question but then put the answer with oh did this person suck and you like yeah but you're talking about something else and then that person when they watch the episode is calling you like so you said this about me well i'm like what i wasn't even talking about you in that scenario like it's just so messed up how they do oh yeah right right they they and they i'm sure they ask leading questions and like i know yeah. they used to do that in the real world uh yeah. on mtv they'd be like oh did you hear uh you know Neil yes. saying this about you. What do you think about that? What would you think if she said that about you? And then you'd be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, snip and they, it. They <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh man, that yeah, that would be a difficult thing, especially at that young. I mean, fourteen to be yeah. kind of used it in that was, way. It was a like, lie. like my dad, he was he wasn't trying to say anything, and he got like most hated on the show, rated like everyone on the show, well not on the show, but everyone off the show hates him from the show because of how he was portrayed. But they wanted to kick my dad off the show because he wouldn't do any drama and. He had to because he was going to get taken off the show. Like right. my dad is the type of person. He's a very shy, like nonchalant person. So when the when he had to do those green screen interviews, it was like his answers weren't juicy or enough because that's how my dad is. Like he's not going to say that much. So they would do a lot of things. So they're like, okay, now it's time for you to go in there and tell them how do y'all feel about the hit list when when they know that everybody pissed off right now. Like they would just do little things because they like we need more out of you, and it's like. It was just so messed up how more out of you portrayed because of the things that they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It's like less is more. And he knew that he's like, why am I yeah. going to open my mouth yeah. too much and have, but we didn't think about it to the end. Like they couldn't have even kicked him off because of the contract. Like we was literally towards the end. All of us, like even other contestants, we all started looking at different things. Like it's a lot of lies they saying to us because the, it's not it's not no way they could do that in the middle of the season like this but we no. wasn't thinking about that at the time like everybody at the end was like wow like we really we really could have stood up way more for what we did if we would have thought about it but we oh, were so man. focused on the next day and the next challenge and and they sure. knew that yeah of course they did and they know that they hold the power in the sense that you're gonna want the you want to be on there because it's the platform right mm -hmm. yeah and uh so how did that um, did that benefit your career? I would imagine it did, right? Having more eyes oh, yeah, on you. Definitely did. I was on season two. So season one and two probably have the most exposure for sure mm -hmm. because, you know, it's the beginning. So it's right. like people, season one, they want to see, oh my gosh, it's a new show. And then season two, they're like, I'm dying to see season two. And then after that, you know, it slowly, slowly goes down. And it's not off the people at all, but that's just how the show went. At season five, I think they stopped because the views were getting so low like the mm -hmm. following from season one to season five you can see a tremendous difference in the um kids because of the way that the shows are set up season two was a great season we had the most celebrities we had the most things going on because season one is a catcher but season two you have to catch them catch them so they're trying to do everything on season two so season three they can lay back and they got their viewers already tuned in because they know they love the show but season nice. two is the, the season they had to do the real work on so we got a great a great season out of it. yeah that's a great point because the first season if it doesn't do what they want then it's like okay then this isn't going to get renewed right and yeah it did something and they're like oh okay well, we got an, a new, another season. The network yeah, wants like another season. So it's like, we got to hit hard. We got to get, the, yeah, yeah. get mm -hmm. the biggest names. And yeah. who was who the most uh, intimidating person to work with? Or who were you like looked up to the most? And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, can't believe I get to I work with this person. I would say Queen Latifah. Oh. And it's crazy because she's the... Um, one of the co-executive producers of the show. But again, my season was the only um, season she showed up on. And that's wow. another point to prove that it was so important that season and mm -hmm. i mean for her to come on there you know that was a really legendary moment i feel like i wasn't i wasn't nervous really until like i got up to her because i'm like this is really queen latifah like 
we had everybody on our season but her. I feel like that was a, a moment where I'm like, wow, like this is this is big. Yeah, she's like next level, right? Yeah. I mean, not only is she huge in the music industry, but she also has this massive acting career <laughs> to yes. go with it. It's like she's yes. got a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. So from 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 the show, what what was next? Like now you have eyes on you. Are you like okay, we gotta like? I mean, you're still pretty young, right? Fourteen. So it's like, how do you manage all these new eyes on you? Are you putting out music right away? Like, how do you keep the? Yeah, music? I was definitely putting out music right away. Um, I did a tour at fifteen off the show. They chose like two people from each season, and they did like the um. 16 city tour so i did that and that was my first like real production production tour we were living on the buses in and out of hotels it was a real real um production we had meet and greets every day like it was back to back like no time to rest interviews every morning and it was with all the cast members but at 16 i did a sweet 16 tour where i got different artists from different cities who were popping and we all just got on a tour and it was um me and K's sweet 16 tour and we did about 10 cities so that was really nice and really exciting because i was still really young i was only 16 and mm-hmm. i was still doing the freestyles non-stop non-stop then i took about a year break and then now i'm 20 but around i would say 18 i started like going back posting and things like that and then i ended up you know, getting signed and I got the got my deal. And ever since then, everything has been on the right track. I've been, uh, I just dropped my new single, you, you heard of Go Best Friend. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge campaign going behind that. So I'm just super excited to see what the future holds because I definitely feel like it's my time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at eight, you said you're 20. So 18 is when you started to, you got, is that when you signed your deal? Is that what you said? Or is it more recently? I, I signed it in 19. Okay. So are you, did you sign it? You must have signed it like in the midst of COVID, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it was during <laughs> COVID. It was, yeah. So how did that work? Like, how did that affect you? I mean, you, you have momentum going. You're like, okay, we're going to do this. And then the world shuts down. Did that stop you at all? No, or? it was right when COVID, this was recent. It was right when COVID was just like ending. Like COVID was still going, going, but it was just like dying down. Like it wasn't, as as people strong could, as it yeah, was you could go out and see people at yeah, this point and uh, yeah. okay yeah okay how and did it you was just us when we were in the meeting like it was just us three mm-hmm. did you work were you able to work over covid did you just write a bunch of songs um no i wasn't able to work until like a month after and i did like blocks out in the studio and stuff and got a lot of work done like recently i've been getting a lot done that i haven't even um showed to everyone yet wow that's exciting that is yeah. really exciting and you've done some acting as well do you enjoy that yes i um was in a movie every day with christmas and then i did an episode on empire which is a great show yes and i i love acting like first of all the money from acting is great i still get checks <laughs> from empire from like two years ago wow. like, I'm like acting is a different level of like oh yeah and i have fun doing it like i feel like i love i just love seeing myself on tv like that's really me i really could do that Mm -hmm. that is cool and then you've obviously kept up with the social media is that hard to manage all the time i mean that's got to be a full-time job for you yeah social media is definitely a full-time job because you have to daily keep your followers intrigued and interested or you'll lose the following so i would say social media plays a huge part 
in artists' lives and a huge um, time-consuming part as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you? I can't. I can't imagine having that many followers and that big of a, a fan base that you have to like appeal to on a daily basis. Do you have to like plan for that? You're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to post this video. Like, how how do you yes, even manage I, that? I do this day. I'd be like, tomorrow I'm going to record this or this day I'm going to post that. Or I'll have a couple posts ready for this day, this day, and this day. Like, I definitely do have to plan for it and lay it out a certain way because it will get, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been doing it for so long, right? With the 15 second clips was, I'm sure that was pretty easily, easily translated over to like when you, when you started doing TikTok, cause I know you have a TikTok page, but like, yeah, I that, actually just started to really get into TikTok. I haven't really been like too into it that much. Okay. Oh, really? Well, I'm, I'm that's curious. Cause you did it early on. I mean, you were pioneering the 15 second Video. Yeah, but now it's like I feel like I can't even do a 15 second rap. Like I want to get more, <laughs> and the attention span on TikTok is so small. Where like the mini videos don't do what they do on Instagram. So like I would literally have to do 15 second videos for TikTok. Yeah, you're. I mean, yeah, your Instagram was does very very well. <laughs> like everything you post, is that something that you have to like? Tr- I would imagine your notifications are off because if you yeah they're off. Yeah, you turn you do one thing and it's like your phone will probably explode. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I never even see who's who. Oh, yeah, you can't. You can't ma- keep up with that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, so you have a new song out. It's called Go Best Friend or in a new yeah. video. And there's a big, powerful message at the end of the video and, and kind of throughout, right? Yes. So talk um, to me message- about, yeah, about the message and everything with the video. The message that I really want to give out with Go Best Friend is just empowerment. For women to empower each other, grab a friend, have fun, encourage the next person to feel as comfortable as you do, grab a bestie. And in the video at the end, it's a um, poster of me and JDRF because I have collabed with them. I have type 1 diabetes and they're a diabetes organization who strongly believe in their people and want to see them do good. And that was like an automatic for me because I love the members there and how much they want to see everyone get tested and help them. So when I got a collab to partner with them, I was super excited because now I'm not only tapping into like the music world, I'm tapping into something that I have as well. And all those people are going to get to hear me who have the same thing now. Sure. I mean, talk about another way that your fans can connect with you, especially, you know, ones that have type one diabetes. And it's like, well, she's getting through it and she's, you know, got this big following and she's doing what she loves. I can, I can do that. I could do that. Wow. 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 That must be hard in itself, like touring. And, and I bet you, like, I mean, I don't know. Is, is that another, that's gotta be another hurdle, right? What? Like I just in general, like having to worry about, you know, blood sugar levels and eating and, this, oh, yeah. and, tour and you're on TV oh, yeah. and doing all this stuff. There's not but probably I've a like set schedule to. So it's kind of easy to manage because I've had this for so long, but it's definitely, um, more difficult when I'm traveling because I'm on the move. So it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I got to go do this, go do that while I'm doing this. But I feel like I, I handle it pretty well, yeah. That's great. That's great. And is, is Ben on a newer song than Go Best Friend or no? No, Ben on I had dropped a while ago. Go okay. Best Friend is the newest. The newest. That's what I thought. Okay, I just wanted to double check my, my, my information here. So Go Best Friend is the newest one. And you've got a bunch of songs, it sounds like, right? I'm sorry. 
No worries. Yes. There's a bunch more songs coming out. Yes, I have a lot. I'm actually dropping an EP soon. I don't have the exact date, but there's okay. about seven songs on there. You're back. I'm okay. Sorry, someone called hmm. me. No, it's okay. It's okay. I have about um seven songs on the EP, so my EP will be dropping soon with a lot of new music. Very, very cool. Are you teasing any of it on your Instagram at all yet? Or is it just Yeah, still... I have been. I've been dropping snippets for sure to see what people like and how they feel about it. That's cool. You get that instant feedback, right? I mean you have your own like uh tests platform essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like a little focus group. Yeah, exactly. That is, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, EP coming out. What about live performances? Are you doing anything like that coming up? I don't have any plan right now. Okay. Just just uh getting the records out and, and doing your thing. Yep. I love it. I love it. And I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Nick. Hey, Thank you been great. so much for having me. Yes, I do have one more quick quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yes, I would definitely say to focus on you. Don't follow the trend. Don't try to do what the next person is doing. Don't focus on what the next person is doing. Follow your path. Like at the end of the day, you're going to find your lane while following your heart and your path. God has a different lane for each person. So if you try to rap like the next person is just do it because the next person is doing it, it's not going to work. You got to do it because you want to do it and find your niche and what your lane is. So I would say just be headstrong and don't trust anyone in the music industry because it's a cold game. (laughs) 